So anything that I can learn about how to properly <laughs> podcast, I will certainly learn it from Duan. <laughs> what is he saying? What What is his critiques? Uh, he likes it more when we talk about personal stuff than the actual episode proper. Okay, so completely counterintuitive to what John told uh-huh. us everybody was begging for. Exactly. Apparently, okay. Logan, according to Dewan, shares that. So basically, John's trying to sabotage our podcast. It's a good thing we got rid of him. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's handy. Ah, <sighs> if only I could do it permanently, but very little I can do about that right now. I'm not going to prison again. Aw, you need him. And uh, speaking of things that are easily cast away, Heil come slingers, and welcome to another soulless installment of the Disinformed Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Michael. I'm Courtney. The, the less that you, you know, sort of linger into that <laughs> void, Michael, the, the better it is for all yeah. of us to forget John. I gave, I gave a split second, like pour one out for my homie, and then other than yeah. that, I just continued. To the family of former podcaster John, <laughs> our deepest condolences and warmest wishes for your better lives going forward. Somewhere Kristen is cackling, and that makes me happy, but uh, indeed, indeed. Rest Rip. in pieces, you sick motherfucker. R.I.P. and pepperonis. What? What would you like on your tombstone? No. Pepperoni and cheese. (laughs) (laughs) So people will be like, you know, rest in pepperonis, and then someone did R.I.P. and peace, and so it's like a combination of the two. Because it's like a lot of people don't understand, like, um, R.I.P. stands for rest in peace, and so they're like, oh, R.I.P. and peace, man. And, uh, yeah. That, that was that was my really? terrible description of a meme. Thank you for coming. <laughs> you too can rest in peckers of bronies uh, whenever you're so inclined. You go right ahead. <laughs> but uh, speaking of heads, we are going to be speaking about the head of a church this evening in another stirring installment. Don't you pivot on me on the last <laughs> All right, no, second here. All right, no, we'll do that one. We'll do that one. Oh. That's fine. What the hell, Michael? I had choices. Yeah, we have choices. Do you guys want to hear you, the choices? Or do you want to just go into it? You had told me previously <laughs> that you were going to do this. Okay. And if you're not used to me just, you know, pounding you into submission for no reason, <laughs> like we would never do the show in the first place. So I True. I was prepared for Elron Hubbard. And okay. now you're telling me it's something different? No, no, no. We could do Elron. No, uh, what did I, you I'm have ready. prepared, Mike? <laughs> so I had, we're a professional well, podcast. They're, they're both we can... prepared. They're both prepared. That's why I had choices. So we have L. Ron Hubbard Part 2. And then we also had the, I titled it The Town That Went Mad. Uh, talking about a little quick summary of French town that collectively lost their shit. To Literally? Quote... <laughs> yes. Well, to quote my dear friend Jess, I pick Shane's topic. <sighs> Well, this evening I have for you extreme dysentery. (laughs) Okay, JK, JK, JK. I'm not John. I don't want it. No, no, I'm intrigued. Continue. Tell me more. No, I was just describing my physical condition. I'm coping with extreme dysentery. I'm like, where would that fit on the stool scale? Indeed. Uh, it's definitely a seven. No question. Uh, no. Uh, so, <laughs> ladies and germaphobes, of course, uh, for those who are unfamiliar, uh, you, you're welcome. This is uh, a much more entertaining Hello. format, I'm sure. We're going to have personal discussion this evening about all of our lives. Oh, no. 
No, uh, but uh, typically what we do here is we delve into a random esoteric topic, and in the course of explaining it to one another, we leaven in the occasional lie, and then it is incumbent upon the co-hosts to ferret out the fact from the fiction, and uh, we have a glorious time doing so every single episode. Unfortunately for us, and fortunately for all of you listening, we do a little denouement at the end of the episode as well, just to explain what was lied about in case we didn't grab them. So that's usually what we do. But today we're just going to bag on John, <laughs> our other co-host here, who is not present because he had more important things to do this evening. No, we are. We just finished up recording a track, which is going to be the last song on our album. Yay! And so that Ooh. is officially finished up, and we were super excited, and we were going to adjust our recording schedule because of that, expecting that was going to go longer than it did. And uh, because we're pros, we got done much sooner than we expected, and uh, everything is, is good to go. But then he had already apparently arranged to have sex with a man somewhere else, <laughs> and he couldn't break that off. I mean, say what you will about him. He is Jonah very he efficient. Working tonight. He can't get Jonah. Come on. <laughs> That's true. You've seen Jonah's other boyfriend, that that guy. Whew. Yeah, indeed. Whoa. Super hot. <laughs> I am jealous. So, all right, uh, Michael. I dealer's choice. This was this was your show. So you tell me what you're presenting, and then I'll fucking work in a segue here. No, no, no. We'll we'll hover it. We'll hover it. No, way, you had, do a you were three. super excited. I no, could no, see no. in your eyes that you were really anticipating talking about the town that dreaded sundown. Okay, all right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I I, yeah, I, no, I really leaned save... into it. I wrote a lot of yeah, because if I if I present part two, then John will have even less idea what's going on in part three. Exactly. Um, <laughs> and you know, we definitely have to think about his needs, just like he thinks about our own. I was so. going to say, if he cared, we would be listening to The Deer Hunter Part 2 as presented by me tonight. So <laughs> oh, He retweeted they're going on tour, and that just made me laugh so much today. I was like, you don't even deserve to see them on tour. <laughs> You're not even a real fan. You won't even talk about their <laughs> albums. You can't even explain their concept without a Google Doc. <laughs> well he did lose that google doc part of it. yeah yeah the yeah. first time google ever just completely obliterated something uh as it was being entered yeah well if he liked them so much he would have done five episodes on them by now true no i think it's, it's proven that we just one step closer to ai because uh the computer as he was entering in his bullshit is just like this guy can't write for anything <laughs> I can't I'm establish gonna, this. <laughs> I'm just going to lose this. And so it vomited up his content. It's like, oh, no, I I guess I turned off the autosave somehow if that's an option. I can't. I didn't save anything. Oh, shucks. I can't do that, John. I'm sorry. <laughs> save my Deer Hunter episode, Hal. <laughs> I'm sorry, John. I can't do that. So there are seven lies. That's the Tell magic number. Tell yeah. me sweet little lies. On the, lies. On the 16th of August, uh, 1951. Bullshit. <laughs> Actually, Chill did out, I even John. write the year? I, I, I think I may have accidentally deleted the year. Uh, Are you anyway. sure Google didn't do it for you? A hoisted well, yeah, on no, your I'm own sorry. petard. You're right. Somewhere you're right. Google Steven's did laughing. It. Google deleted everything. Um, oh, no. A postman. Oh, also, these are all French names, so I'm going to try my best. Ooh. I'm also going to try and put on a very stereotypically offensive um, French accent. How about you, Gerard Depardon't? <laughs> Fine. 
I was practicing. That was some a of these great notes. pun, and I don't so care. It was so good. I, I I deserve better than that, Michael. <laughs> uh, if I understood the reference, I probably would have reacted. In yes, please throw on a Pepe Le Pew and just oh, let, yeah. let fly. Oh uh, no! Don't don't yes. kill Mitchell me, please. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Um, oh God! <laughs> Welcome that was to Disinformed where... Burger, home of a Disinformed Burger. <laughs> hey man, take your order. <laughs> A postman by the name of Leon Armenier was mining his own. Uh, yeah, uh, written out of four on the <laughs> French scale this evening. Uh, Leon Armenier <laughs> was he was mining his own business, doing his job of manning some posts because he's a postman in the quaint little village of Ponce Esprit. I'm deducting points for that horrible, <laughs> horrible pun, sir. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I deserve that. Uh, when all of the sudden, yes, all of the sudden, all of the was, sudden, yes, all of the sudden, call back. He was overwhelmed by nausea and wild hallucinations. Did he you saw have your s- pants off? I think he still does, though it remains to be seen later on. Uh, he saw serpents coiling, coiling around his arm, while the surrounded houses caught fire and their walls oozed green slime. He then felt as if he was shrinking, which is pretty hard to do while riding on a bike. Um, he fell off his bike and was taking, taken to the nearby hospital in Avignon. I think I pronounced it Avignon. You sure did. Yes. Well done. Uh, can I call bullshit on him shrinking? No, that is true. He felt like he was oh, shrinking. He felt like he was shrinking. I, I just didn't know if he thought he was going to disappear. <laughs> no, I don't think he ever felt like he was shrinking that much. But he was put in saying that he felt he was like shrinking as a person and everything was getting big around him. I know how that feels. <laughs> While he was still tripping, he was put in a straitjacket and placed in a room with uh, several teenagers who were also hallucinating. Straight uh, tripping. Mm-hmm. Uh, fortunately for Leon, uh, but very unfortunate for the teenagers, they were chained to their beds to keep them safe. Uh, to quote him... Uh, some of my friends tried to get out the window. They were thrashing wildly, screaming, and the sound of the metal beds and the jumping up and down. The noise was terrible. I'd rather die than go through that again. Are you Leon, sure it was jumping up and down? Uh, they were jumping all around, actually. Oh, okay. Because uh, it could have been something a little more engaging. Than a bed with the... How were they jumping all around if they were also attached to their beds? They were trying to get the They were jumping. The bed was jumping up and down. Because they were Oh, the thrashing. exorcist was happening. Okay. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, Leon was hospitalized for 10 days, uh, spending some of that time in a coma, self-inflicted just... when he tried to jump out of the hospital window headfirst and learned that his head was weaker than strong hospital window glass. <laughs> he not, spent... not a horrible thing to discover. Yeah. yeah, it's. I mean, it's a learning experience. It's something you need to test out for yourself. We're uh, just calling him Leon going forward as well. By the way, Leon. He won't. He he won't be. He's he's just a a case study. Oh, uh, I see. You will. Yes, a prime uh, example. Mm-hmm. He spent another four months in a hospice, which was weird that he was spending it in a hospice and not a hospital. But that is what the source said. They expected uh, him on the way out at any uh, time. Apparently so. Apparently, right. it must have been really bad. Uh, and for the rest of his life, would get incredibly sick in small, closed spaces. Courtney, did you have a bullshit that you were going to call back there a moment ago? That Okay. 
No, we're gonna we'll we'll see what happens. Okay. I'm taking um, notes. Can I can I call bullshit on the hospice? No, that is true. Okay. That's why I was remarking. I thought it was weird that they said that he was put in a hospice for four months. And I not wouldn't a put it past you to flub on pronouncing the word and trying oh. to wheedle your way out of it. Like, no. I don't know why you'd put him in a hospital. Uh, I, I, I just can't read hospital. Hospice, hospital, tomato, potato. Indeed. Uh, no, it, it was true. He was put in a hospice for some reason. <laughs> tomato uh, Alfredo. <laughs> I like that better. <laughs> Leon and these teenagers weren't the only people to suffer wild hallucinations, but rather just a small part, a small number, in the outbreak of madness that occurred in the southern French town of Pont-Saint-Esprit. In all, around 300 people were afflicted with nausea, stomach pain, weak blood pressure, cold sweats, and low body temperatures, with many dozens suffering similar fates as Leon. But what caused this? What caused a whole town to collectively lose its shit? For the longest time, it was decided to have been an outbreak of ergot poisoning. But in 2009, an American investigative journalist by the name of Hank Alberelli blew this whole case open, leading down a rabbit hole of foreign influence, LSD, and the CIA. Oh. And that's what we're going to talk about today. How the CIA might have dosed a uh, French town with LSD and then covered up for about 60 years. Could you uh, <laughs> could you please define to me what ergot is? Yes, ergot? please. Ergot? Ergot? Ergot. Hey. I, well, I, I forgot you were ergot. Ergot. I actually, one of my sections is uh, ergot to be kidding me. Um, <laughs> that's, yeah. Uh, I'll talk about that later, but uh, for very, I, very quickly... Ergot uh, you, if you're going to talk about it later, as long as you're okay. going to explain, then I'm 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 happy to to wait. It's a type of fungus for just simplistic statements, and we'll, well cover more of it later. Interesting. I can uh, see how yes. you're aroused by it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though Mr. Leon suffered his hallucinations on August 16th, the first people who started reporting hallucinations and other symptoms uh, started the day prior on the 15th. Uh, Those who experienced any symptoms during that day reported nausea and other stomach issues, along with entering a depressive state characterized by anguish and slight agitation. And then I added in the joke, uh, but that's just Mondays, am I right? (laughs) I love that you write jokes into your script. It's adorable. And further that you explain that here, I wrote this joke. (laughs) Behold, the joke is coming. (laughs) I... I didn't write that part. I was just in, I was preparing for just the disappointment. Oh, we we get the voyeuristic view of your script then. Yeah, I wrote, but Listen that's just Mondays. Jackass. Am I right, y'all? That's like, hilarious. Oh, oh, y'all. Yeah, I, I wrote yeah. y'all. Am I right, y'all? Uh, these you ain't all that. <laughs> these poor bastards also experienced waves of hot gusts, followed by similarly cold waves twitching extremities and while that was happening their heart rates dropped to a very weak 40 beats a minute could you tell me what the hell a hot gust is please friend like they felt like they're hot flashes essentially that's, okay because i was like hot gust sounds like you have like, got uncontrollable gas oh that's fair uh some will have that as well but uh, they felt uh. like waves of hot air being blasted in their face, and then almost immediately after that, it was cold waves. So it was like they felt like their body temperature was just fluctuating rapidly. 
Okay, or they were uh, facing the southbound end of a northbound mule. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's see. According to the official report, all were diagnosed with ventricular tachycardia based on the slow heartbeat. Um, so be- tachycardia. Mm-hmm. Very tacky. Uh, the first wave also experienced extreme insomnia that lasted several days. So you suddenly get hit with a wave of depression, uh, a wave of hot flashes, and then cold flashes in your gut. So it was essentially you just felt like your stomach was on fire and then it was rapidly freezing. And it just kept cycling between the two. So it's just uh, like now, having a period then? I, I, Lame. I guess. These people are so weak. Well, can I, mean, I also say I've I've had a bout of tachycardia at a single point, and and none of these things are concurrent <laughs> with that condition, regardless well, of whether or not it's a, a cessation of blood flow. Would usually tend to make you short of breath and lightheaded, not nauseous and depressed. So I'm I'm gonna call bullshit on tachycardia at the very least. Oh, you called it. Yeah, that was that was bullshit. Yay! Okay. They All did right. have a weak heartbeat, but tachycardia is a fast heartbeat. It's a fast. Uh, yes, yeah. it's yes. a regular. So. I was like, someone. I, I thought it was a cheap shot, but I'm like, you know what? I might be surprised. I'm. I would be cool with that. Uh, as, they had, as Courtney had said previously, my little hummingbird of a heart is not going to handle all the <laughs> caffeine I keep tamping into my body. So yeah, I know them feels. Uh, they actually were diagnosed with. Uh, I think it was bradycardia, which is a slower bradycardia. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for some reason, I, I, I might have misread it, whatever. Um, Here's the story of a clogged <laughs> off ventricle. Uh, let's see. So, okay, they get a wave of depression. Uh, their stomach feels like it's on fire. They're, then it feels like it's frozen, a weak heartbeat. And then for the people with more severe stomach issues, their stomachs acted as if they had been eating Taco Bell with that fire sauce that he used to carry. Uh, that is... <laughs> They felt their asses were, uh, were on fire. Yes, I wrote like, these jokes in. Okay, I love that you're building in like what you consider to be fan service on top of this as well as like we talk about Taco Bell, right? Yeah, call bless backs. you. I, also, I appreciate your effort. If you're too weak to eat Taco Bell, that's natural selection, and you should just not exist. Well, this was a simpler time. <laughs> when, I'm talking about like, today uh, time. If today time, your body cannot handle Taco Bell. Oh, it handles it. (laughs) It's just not. It it doesn't know what to do with it afterward. (laughs) I can eat it just fine. It just doesn't know what happens after the fact. In the famed Uh, words of Adam West, some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For those unlucky couple of dozen people, uh, it got worse. Uh, they experience the above symptoms for sure, but it's hard to concentrate on all those symptoms when the whole world looked to be on fire, except for the snakes curling around your body. <laughs> the morning of the 16th started quite tame for the local physician uh, until around 10 a.m. when a farmer came in waving off imaginary bees. Uh, the farmer was claiming the bees wanted a blood sacrifice for their honey production. That makes sense. <laughs> I'm, I gotta call bullshit on this. Because if you're bringing bees in, I'm automatically calling this as a spurious. You're right. It was bullshit. All right. Um, you so- and the bees are going to live in infamy from now on. I wrote, while there was a farmer warding off imaginary bees, the bees didn't want the farmer's help with bringing back their goddamn honey. 
All right. Thank so, you. I appreciate that. Yes, yes. We do oh. like a, a good blood libel from time to time. <laughs> oh, though. my God. Uh, not the bees. Ah! Hey, Courtney, have you seen anything of this yet? Like, have you ever encountered this previously since we haven't explained the joke yet? No. Okay, Michael will send you a clip of the Wicker Man. So okay. out of context, at the very least, you can just see Nicolas Cage lose his goddamn mind. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's, it's, perfect. It's great. It's great. All right. Uh, almost immediately, the farmer's neighbor arrived at the clinic, uh, babbling incoherently, like I do, uh, about snakes on his body. I didn't add that joke. That was just off the top of my head. Uh, from there, it skyrocketed. Uh, with the physician treating 75 patients by nightfall, uh, some 22 were housed in a nearby barn as the nearby hospital was full. Holy monkeys. Mm-hmm. Most of these people were tied to their beds to prevent them from hurting themselves, uh, with nurses having to resort to horse reins uh, when they ran out of rope. Uh, okay. Now, I'm not saying that it's, I'm not saying that it's a good idea to physically restrain people having episodes or tripping uh but but how else am i supposed to come it, it, well if i i am making one john joke for the evening <laughs> i'm done thank you just want to make sure he doesn't feel like he's totally removed from the show we'll say hey we threw in one of your jokes and then he'll be like oh, is that um pissing shitting or coming and we'll be like oh it's coming yes like, okay cool thanks i feel included um let's Michael, see yeah it's was there really yes. no room in the inn and they had to stay you know in the manger yeah Mm-hmm. okay they did great yes. um apparently i don't know well, because it, it couldn't they just couldn't keep them in a normal waiting room because they were having psychiatric episodes well i mean it's uh, it's france as well so hospitality is not something they're big on <laughs> over there uh yeah i I'm, I'm not saying here that that was a good idea to restrain them like i said it's actually one of the more dangerous things to do because they're already tripping and now they can't move or do anything uh but the nurses didn't really know any better it's not like people have been tripping on acid or anything like that and they have you know to deal with and that. also as my friend with sleep paralysis here will tell you it's no fun to wake up and not move mm -hmm. most certainly so even with all these chains and whips, I mean ropes and reins, uh, people still jumped out of windows. Yes, I, I don't know just, why. We just came up with the show title, by the way. Chains and whips, I mean ropes and No, ropes and reins is, uh, and is, is wonderful. <laughs> there are at least two cases of men jumping out of windows. So unlike Leon, he act, they actually like succeeded. Uh, let's see. My sources didn't specify where they jumped or how high the, t the window was, uh, but one can assume that they weren't skyscrapers. Uh, the town of Pont Saint-Esprit uh, had a population of a little less than 5,000 at the time, so you could probably assume that they weren't really tall buildings. Uh, one jumper leapt from the window, convinced that red snakes were eating his brain, uh, while another jumped out of a two-story window yelling, I am a plane. He landed, breaking both of his legs. Uh, he then got up and continued to run. Uh, I pictured him while I was writing this as uh, he literally leapt out with his arms out, yelling, I'm a plane, landed on his legs, broke them, got up, and still continued to run, like making plane noises as no. he was like, How? Yeah, I'm like, how are you running with broken legs? It. I don't know how, but he did it. <laughs> Several sources stated that this guy jumped out, broke his legs, and then proceeded to run. I he feel nothing. <laughs> No pain for the plane. 
Did he really say uh, he was a plane when he jumped? Yes. I wanted to make sure because I recalled someone else saying that he yelled that he was a butterfly. <laughs> Uh, but I couldn't uh, verify that one. But I had gotten several sources that said that he was either an airplane or a plane. Okay. Do you happen uh, so to know whether his name is Jefferson? No. Uh, okay, it, there's it, two people who are music fans that are laughing at that joke, and you'll figure out why someday, eventually. Okay. When I'm when I'm older? Okay. Maybe. When you grow up. <laughs> Thank you, yes. Okay. While uh, some were jumping out of windows, uh, some tried falling into the nearby Rhone River. Uh, One man believed himself to be a tightrope walker and tried to balance his way across the cables of a suspension bridge. Um, (laughs) I didn't read whether or not he succeeded, and if he did, good on him. Uh, One of my favorite cases uh, involved a man who tried jumping into the river but was saved by his friends. As he was being pulled out of the river, he kept yelling, I am dead, and my head is made of copper, and I have snakes in my stomach, and they are burning me. What? Now, I'm I'm somewhat incredulous about the fact that we have multiple people sharing the same hallucination surrounding snakes. I thought that was interesting as well, and and not even and a lot of them aren't just normal snakes. Like there are they are red snakes, the red snakes, yes, yeah, which is interesting. And so yeah. I, unless this place has like a shared phobia, and the the world's most poisonous snakes out of Australia live in this particular <laughs> quadrant of France, this does not make sense to me. That's an interesting thought. Um, I don't think any of the sources that I had read like cover that at all they just kept saying well this person hallucinated about snakes and this person hallucinated about snakes and this person granted there were a lot of people that didn't check themselves into the clinic they were more just rambling incoherently in the town and so that might have carried that way that would be my so uh, it's apocryphal suspicion. yeah okay. yeah um but These yeah red no, that snakes, is a good they are like overcooked <laughs> baguettes i cannot i'm so afraid of them <laughs> At least they weren't like escargot or anything like that. Oh, escargot? Escargot! Ho, ho, ho! <laughs> I love that that is the extent of your French impression. Yeah. I'm like, just just try and sound nasally and, and pronounce it and just add that laugh at the and end. And ho, Done. ho, yes, yeah. yes, oh, indeed. God. Uh, uh, yeah, I, got, I, I learned my French from, like you said, um, Cal, or yes. Keenan, sorry, and all that. Uh, let's see here. Other cases involved a large man breaking his furniture to pieces to use as makeshift weapons to defend against the terror-inducing beasts assaulting his home. They did not say snakes. Okay. Uh, it was just beasts. Interesting. A husband and wife ran around each other wielding knives, so they were pretty much just chasing each other. Ring around the roses. <laughs> pocket full of Nice. I'll cut off your nosey. Oh, there you go. That's there better. Uh, a man ran to the hospital yelling that his heart had exploded through his chest and that he needed doctors to help him put it back in. Uh, one of the more terrifying ones was a woman believed she saw her children ground into sausages, which now that I realize that, that did not spur on the conversation that we had prior to airing about the YouTube channel Ordinary Sausage. Um, and I'm still calling bullshit purely... on it because out of my Sweeney Todd uh, affinity here. Nope, that is true. <laughs> children sausages? I thought that was a euphemism. 
Uh, um, it wasn't just adults that were affected, uh, but children and a couple of animals too. Uh, in one of the more sadder ones, a dog started chewing on rocks until its teeth broke. Uh, and then some ducks apparently stood like penguins, which it did not specify what? how. They what just stood like mean? penguins. There's, That's there's what the parts of their <laughs> anatomy that uh, would need to be, you know, bifurcated or broken in order to facilitate that, my friend. Yeah. No, it's true. Before you call it out, it, it's true. <laughs> it just didn't specify how they were standing like penguins. So to the French, and that means they all lined up. They also lined up and walked around in a circle, which is also true. I, I don't even bother. So it was the duck square dance. Yeah, they. I mean, they Let's got see. all their ducks in a row. An Alabamian's wet dream. <laughs> oh, Michael. <laughs> I, I'll actually give you, I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'll allow it. <laughs> uh, there was a small boy that tried to strangle either his mother or grandmother, depending on the source. Uh, a small girl believed she was being chased by man-eating tigers. So again, a slight deviation from the red snakes. Uh, so that was interesting. Uh, not uh, everyone oh, here she comes with the man eaters. Not everyone had a bad experience, though. Uh, some people oh, claimed to have heard <laughs> heavenly choruses and saw brilliant colors. So they were like, "Oh, you know, angels are talking to me. That's cool." One farmer shut himself in his house and wrote several hundred pages of poetry. I couldn't find any record of those poems, but I can assume that they were, in fact, masterpieces. I actually did want to try and find a couple of copies so I can read them. Um, um, but I'm fairly certain you've seen these before. They were all bundled together and published as the Voynich Manuscript. <laughs> you missed a really Not great wrong. opportunity to just read any poem that you wrote as a child or convinced your child to write as one of your lies. I could have, but I'm not that creative. In all the episodes, that's a that's a reoccurring theme. I am not that creative. You're In all, one. some 300 to 500 people were treated over the co course of several weeks. Again, the sources differed. Um, I think I quoted 300 earlier, but I read that there were either 500, 300, some number in between. Uh, and either four or seven people died. Again, the sources differ. Uh, and two people committed suicide. Uh, 50 people were interned in a psychiatric hospital. Don't you mean a hayloft? <laughs> well, it used to be a, a hayloft. Now it is a psychiatric we hospital. We have converted the hayloft into a very comfortable hospital. Please follow me up the stairs. We're going to take you and strap your ass to a bed and fuck you unconscious. Uh, instead of therapy dogs, they had therapy cows uh, who mm. also, yeah. Yeah, milk that Including, joke. it was a case of, <laughs> I, I wish I could. <sighs> Concluding, it was a case of ergot poisoning. French authorities arrested town baker Roche, I'm sorry, Roche Briand. Ooh, uh, I love that with a little cheese over the top. <laughs> very, very good. Very Mommy good cheese. Feet. Especially when it's aged about six months. Ooh, yeah, that's good flavor. I, I know you usually like them young, but I didn't know that young. God damn. <laughs> well, I mean, most cheeses I don't mind, you know, if it's a couple of years, but you, you can't have it aged that long. 
because then it oh, starts you, turning into like a monster or not even a monster. What's that? What's that nasty smelling cheese? Uh, the the the. But anyway, Fremenda? yeah, that's what it is. Um, and it it just, it just smells horrible. You only need the first six months, and then it it, it gets a lot of the flavor without that smell. Uh, however, because it took some time before the French authorities came to the conclusion that it was ergotism, uh, Brion had already thrown away what bread he had made around that time, which I figure is standard practice. He wasn't Jimmy John selling day-old bread. Yep. If it's something that you don't sell at the end of the day, it's probably gone. Freaky fast. Yes, exactly. Uh Anyway, with the bread gone, there was no way to test if it was indeed infected with ergot or some second thing. Now, like I said, ergot is a fungus. How can all of these symptoms that I mentioned before be connected to some fungus? Mm -hmm. Why would they immediately, well, not immediately, but why would they come to the conclusion that it was a mass ergot poisoning, especially since there hadn't been an outbreak for over 140 years. And also, so. furthermore, is the entirety of the town patronizing this particular bakery? No. Because to so, get 500 to 700 people all sick from this thing means he's got the most popular bread in the whole of human history. So I, I wrote a section uh, that I skipped because I realized it was too dry even for my standards. <gasps> Uh, but to get into it a little bit, just a little bit, um, how fr the French government dealt with bread and flour, uh, they were, it was a very strict, um, distribution. So, and this goes back to Vichy France. I don't know why I said France like that. Vichy France. In you were, World you were in the midst of the accent. You wanted to uh, carry it over. Vichy France. Oh, Vichy France. Yeah. Uh, so grain was hard to come by during World War II, and so grain distribution distribution was strictly determined by the government. If you were a baker anywhere, you only got your flour from one source, and that was that. Uh, so you can kind of see how a problem would arise from that if you got infected flour. That's all the flour you got. You if you got poor like quality flour, if you got flour that's uh -huh. that's old that's what you had that's what you had to deal with but but isn't this something that took place long after that it was the system was still kept in place in going into the 50s wow. um it was they were was hit relaxed. very hard by the war apparently there were large swaths yeah. of europe that had kind of similar rationing for mm -hmm. years after yeah and it also didn't help that in the weeks leading up to this mass poisoning uh there were a couple of other outbreaks of similar uh symptoms uh that were attributed to diseased flour it wasn't ergot but it was there was something in the flour that was causing people to be poisoned to get nausea to get diarrhea vomiting okay. headaches um i even had a list of towns that i was going to try and read but i it's it's irrelevant at i this see point. so ergo <laughs> ergot yes so they decided that since there have been outbreaks or infected flour in other nearby towns, they, based on the symptoms, they assumed that it was ergot poisoning spread through infected flour. All I can picture now is Beauty and the Beast, and they're just like, there goes the baker with his bread, like, always. <laughs> and they're like, it's the only bread, guys. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it's all moldy. It's, like, gray. and That was one of the main things that, like... Uh, 
the outbreak could have been a lot worse in some of the towns, but the baker noticed that the flour and the subsequent bread was gray and lumpy. And so he's like, I, I can't serve this. I can't distribute this to people. And so he actually alerted the mayor and that prevented a large outbreak from occurring in neighboring towns. So they were already on edge about that. And I think that lent credence, credence to, um, to the self-correcting Michael. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying my best now because I'm, 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 I'm overanalyzing French words. Now I'm overanalyzing my own native language. It's good. I, I can't imagine them like stopping the gray stuff though, because I hear it's delicious. Well, if you it's don't believe gray, me, not because they ask want the dishes. It. Thank you. <laughs> Ergot poisoning is very unique and has been understood for centuries. It was a common occurrence in the Middle Ages uh, to the point where a monastic order, the Order of Hospitalier, I think that's how you pronounce it, of St. Anthony. Uh, well, we're back to hospitality again. Good. Yeah, exactly. That's why when you said hospitality, I, I kind of laughed a little bit because of this. Uh, this monastic order founded a monastery in 1095 to treat ergodism. And it was called Doubletree. <laughs> <laughs> um, they actually became renowned for their ability to diagnose and treat ergot poisoning okay. uh they actually that's actually one of the reasons why or the reason why uh ergot poisoning is also known as saint anthony's fire because of this monastic order that specialized in dealing with it so so where did saint elmo's fire come from sesame street i actually don't know <laughs> that is a good question because well you're right every time i hear about saint elmo's fire i think like elmo like I also like he's... <laughs> we keep naming all of these maladies after saints because you got Saint Vitus dance, you got Saint Elmo's fire, you got Saint Andrew's fire. It, none of this is apparently it's just hell to be a saint. Well, I, I mean, I think because a lot of saints are like, especially early saints, if I and I might be blowing this way out of proportion, were like burned at the stake or something. I mean. A lot of people were. I mean, those are martyrs, uh, depending, and it doesn't always mean the two are not mutually exclusive. Oh, yeah, true, true, very true. So, ergot, I'm just going to pronounce it as differently as I can every time I get to it. Ergot is a complex fungus uh, which grows on a plethora of grasses and grains, like plethora. Yeah, plethora of grasses and grains, like bluegrass. Foxtail, snapseed, wheat, barley, oats, and especially rye. Can I call bullshit on bluegrass? No, it grows on bluegrass. Well, yeah. then, you know, why hasn't it put out an album yet? <laughs> um, well, it's not good. I mean, you also it also has to get funding, and it's hard to get funding when you're a fungus. You may or be a got my heart, fungus, but released in 2020 from the Country That's Brothers funny. Band. <laughs> The fungus uh, replaces individual grains on the stalk, which is actually kind of disgusting. I, I saw pictures of it. Like, if you picture, like, a thing of, of, like, a stalk of wheat and how it has the individual grains that come out from it, the fungus replaces it. And it almost looks like a little tendril, almost like a, like a, like a tentacle of sorts. Uh, and it's completely black, and it looks absolutely repulsive. So uh, would you say that they had uh, some uh, stock issues after this? Very much so. Did their stock plummet? Um, 
Yes. Uh, but people were still buying into them because they considered a meme stock. I so, see. I was like, how did this impact GameStop? Uh, well, <laughs> there was an outbreak of ergot uh, in the days leading up to it, and so people thought that it was a sign to buy into GameStop. Hence, hence the diamond hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They just had fractals <laughs> growing out of these strange growths, and yeah, they uh, hallucinated okay. that their hands turned into diamonds. And uh, I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's why they were staring at their hands. Like, oh, Much like why? Dragon Scale before it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just a terrible malady stricken many. Yes. It's it's actually very sad. Uh, this All proceeds from this week will actually, from this episode, <laughs> will actually go towards treating uh, Toward the diamond handed uh, ergot sufferers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. It's a terrible case. Terrible Please disease. give all you can. Mm-hmm. We, we can take more. Uh, and so because it grows as an individual grain on the stock, it's a little bit, unless you're actively looking for it, it's hard to see it. And so it can easily get mixed into healthy grains when milled into flour. Uh, ergot affects several hormone receptors, including serotonin and dopamine. Uh, <laughs> serotonin modulates mood, cognition, reward, learning, memory, and numerous physiological processes such as vomiting and vasoconstriction or how constricted your blood vessels get. So you can already kind of see that there was a lot of overlap, especially in the physiological uh, issues that serotonin uh, modulates. So um, vomiting or just general nausea and then blood vessels, um, which dealt with... uh, Twitching or um, tingling extremities, tentacles. Uh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes, uh, most certainly. Uh, can I go bullshit on the vomiting? No, it's true. The there's, there's serotonin impacts that. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, I thought that was weird too. <laughs> I because I know it to be just like a um, a neurotransmitter, and that it affects a lot of processes in the brain. Okay. But apparently it also uh, is very prevalent in your central nervous system. I thought uh, we were that... hearkening back to the old you know, re- rationale that your eardrum controls the urge to vomit. Something in your inner ear will do that. And uh, first you hear it, then you do it. Huh. I've, ne- I've never heard of that theory. That's interesting. Huh. I mean, there's something to be said for being disoriented. Yes, yeah, yeah, because that, you that get a lot of that. In, but, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't think that that's something that necessarily had to be triggered. But, yeah, if you do think about a, a process where your body does have to forcibly convulse to force that up out of you, it's not the natural process. Of, but, I mean, even that, your esophagus has to restrict uh, in order to force things down as well. It's not like he's just got a hollow <laughs> well that it's things fall whole, down to get to your stomach. It's just a pipe, yeah. nothing All happens, right. just woo! I mean, I talked myself through that one. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, dopamine is a bit more complex, uh, but for our purposes, it modulates reward and motivation in the brain. So both of these uh, chain, like turn on reward centers, uh, make you feel good, that sort of thing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, depending on the location and the grass it grows on, ergotism manifests in two different ways. Uh, to have both at the same time is very rare, so keep that in mind. Uh, the first manifestation causes constriction in arteries and smooth muscle, uh, massively restricting blood flow, uh, leading to gangrene. That, to quote a source, if not treated, victims had the sensation of being burned at the stake before their fingers, toes, hands, and feet dropped off. So that sounds like a pretty fucking... 
Delightful. Painful way to go, yeah. Uh, also, while they're doing that, while they feel their fingers on fire and falling off, uh, they also suffer severe vomiting and diarrhea. Oh. I think Bruce Springsteen wrote a song about this at one point. Yeah? What was it called? I'm on fire. <laughs> I remember. I heard it. It's in the 80s. It's a great song. The second manifestation is dominated by muscular convulsions, double vision, and our friend, hallucinations. Double vision. Another one of my favorite journey songs. <laughs> no, it was foreigner. I'm sorry. I, 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 I misspoke. Uh, it's, it's okay. I wouldn't have caught you. I know anyway. you wouldn't have. I had to call myself out there. Uh, you don't All have for John the sake of the like, pun. Oh, I'm sorry. I got your reference. That's why I, I, he's no, so useful. No, I don't think John listens to to Foreigner either. So. Oh, that's a fair point. Yeah, uh, that was uh, an Aquatine Hunger Force pull, by the way, for everybody's. Oh shit! The I Foreigner seen belt. Years. Damn, it's a good show though. You're cold blooded. Go ahead and check it and see. <laughs> Since ergot has been around since ancient Egypt, it makes sense that at some point people would be trying that shit out as medicine. <laughs> yeah, uh, this section I is can't called wait Treat to Me feel Daddy. like I'm on fire. Yes, I'm sure. I mean, as, people uh... used mercury as a treatment for syphilis before they learned it didn't help, which I did verify. That's actually Yikes. in the show notes. So you'll appreciate that uh, in the course of attempting to record. We got a little delirious, and there's now a, a constant running bit <laughs> where uh, we've adopted the um, random Aquatine, you know, to to bring in, oh, for God's sakes, uh, Carl's character as our oh, okay. running joke. So then John <laughs> got fixated with the, the city of Hoboken, New Jersey, and, and just kept pronouncing as Hoboken. <laughs> <laughs> At which point we were, we have a string section in the song. This story has a payoff, I promise. Uh, but it, it is this very lovely sort of lilting and moving, stirring emotional thing. And I was like, this just feels like the strangest ad to come visit Hoboken, New Jersey ever. <laughs> and we kind of cackled at that. And then I was like, it, you know, you can run the phrase underneath is like, Hoboken, you've never been happier to die. <laughs> <laughs> it's got some gentle, like, Lilting, like strings going on uh-huh. in the background. Beautiful. Oh, I love just, it. Hoboken, you've never been happier to die. It's not that uh, bad of a place. Jeez. No, but then we've added on to it that later on that you know you're you're forcibly penetrated at points, and so yes, this thing kept dovetailing. So now my new phrase <laughs> that John and I will be banding around, and I apologize in advance, was like, oh, he broke my John said he got me in my ass pussy. At which point I was like, he broke my hiney hymen. So, yeah, this, there, we, I'm telling you, when we were delirious, we were delirious. And uh, I wanted to share the joy of that experience with all of you. So, since we're talking about curing syphilis, this all, you know, flew back into the, the same train of thought from my brain there. So, I apologize for the diversion, but that's what I'm here for. I think you guys were suffering some ergot poison. Yeah. I'm fairly certain that I experienced many of these symptoms over the course of the past two days. So, I'm, I'm good. Right. So... <laughs> People decided to treat that as medicine because if you're going to use mercury to try and treat syphilis, why not use a hallucinatory fungus for some medicinal treatment? I mean, they are um, the WNBA champions many times over. They lost it this year, though, so I, I feel bad. Hallucinatory fungus? No, the mercury. 
Oh. As you so simply put it. <laughs> Sorry, for some reason. And they're our team. And they're our fucking team. Yes, the Phoenix I, Fungus. Just, it, it the, I'm a season ears, ticket holder. Like, oh, yeah, Mercury. I, I don't know what he, he must be talking about the fungus. Yep, uh-huh. That, that makes sense for a team. I'm going to start that team right now. It's got to be a, a an American. No, it's got to be a, a European football league team. Fungus. <laughs> the Phoenix Fungus. <laughs> it is a football, so it's yeah, important. football. That's important. Yes, yes, it's ne- necessary to note. Uh, during the during the second during the break during the halftime, that's when everyone starts taking just ergot, and they all just lose their shit. Indeed, uh, what I'm saying is, you you get a kick out of those games. Uh-huh. You really do. Except, unlike Mercury, Ergot is actually useful for two treatments, uh, one of which goes back all the way to the late Middle Ages. Uh, since ergotism causes smooth muscles, which are the muscles that are that wrap around organs to help them contract, expand, etc., uh, to contract, since it causes these smooth muscles to contract, it was actually used to induce, a, a, I almost said imbortions. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> Induce abortions. <laughs> I'll get around that YouTube ban. It's abortions. <laughs> I mean, what technically, it does take place in the body. I mean, you can try to lobby for it as the new term. Yeah, they're not abortions until it's over. Yeah, so you can't get one. Of, you can't get an abortion in Texas, but you can get an inbortion. It's just an in procedure. It's a brand new Michael. procedure. Uh, I'm going to do an abortion today. How do you get an abortion? Well, first we go through your Heine Hyman. uh... (laughs) So it is used to induce abortions is the word I was trying to say. (laughs) Never before has that word been used with such glee. (laughs) Uh, It also is used to induce stalled labor where the delivery just stops. Oh, so like when the... uh... When the dishwasher repairman calls you and says he'll be there between 12 and 4 p.m. And shows up like three <laughs> days eight. later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Uh, since it causes the uterine walls to contract violently. so Yeah, it's, it's like, like, evacuate the dance floor, please. It, it, exactly. It's like, hey. well, it's like, everything's closed, man. You can't, you can't stay here. You got to go out. Hey, Mr. Uh, DJ, put a record on. I want to dance with my baby. <laughs> <laughs> Darkest timeline, I'm sorry. I about said kill it before it spreads, but I can't say that either. There's no good way out of this. I thought the extra crispy Japanese joke was bad, but this is so much worse. I'm having a case of the vapors. <laughs> okay. Okay. Too many Shane Weisers tonight. I'm sorry. I'm off kilter. <laughs> Michael, are you it sure also... you gave us the right amount of ergot before we recorded? I'm just. I don't. I think we had too much. Yeah. I. I think no. I think we had too much. I can't I feel my fingers anymore. That Subway sandwich tasted off. I just thought it was the uh, the locale. As an aside, did you know that they recently in that court case found um, what was it chicken, steak, and then some other third type of animal DNA in their tuna? Oh really? There's a whole lawsuit. They're trying to debunk that, that though, because they think that that the test results are false. 
Oh, are okay. Yeah. That's that's good. I'm like, you know, I understand if it's like fake tuna because they've had these debates with other oh, yeah. fast food. You know, is it is is the Taco Bell meat actually meat or is it just you know soy Mostly or something soy. like that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Man, but you I, know, like you got to fuck up really bad if like it's like oh it's tuna, but it's actually chicken, beef, pork, three other types of animals. I'm glad I just ordered the dead baby sandwich then. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so. <laughs> Speaking of successful deliveries, <laughs> it also stopped maternal bleeding after childbirth. So oh, well. to prevent bleeding out, it would also be used to stop it. You'll just feel like your insides are on fire. Yeah, that's dissimilar. I mean, insides on fire, bleeding out. Uh, Same difference. Maybe you yeah. might lose a finger or two, yep. maybe a foot. but Sure. Tomato Alfredo. Eh, exactly. Uh, the second treatment was for something I suffer from time to time, migraines. Um, both treatments are still used to this day. You can get, I, I can't remember exactly, I didn't write it down, uh, but you can get prescribed ergotamine or something like that. Oh, uh, no. And that is, yeah, it's derived from the fungus. Uh, yeah. So you can kind of see why. Can I call it, bullshit oh, yeah. on the migraine, please? No, it's true. I thought that was really interesting. Maybe because you're too busy hallucinating that you can't actually like feel the migraine or something. I I feel like well, though no, if no, something's no, going to no. cause you to hallucinate, it should have a pleasurable well, bodily sensation. I thought, no, the I, serotonin I and dopamine spike would actually help the constricted blood vessels open up, and the yeah. blood flow would be better, which would help the migraine. Would be my yes, guess. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's one of the reasons why uh, peppermint is actually recommended as like a, a home remedy if you are suffering migraines. It's, it doesn't cure it, but it's supposed to lessen the impact, right. the intensity of it, because it's all about, uh, or even caffeine is also useful. That's mm-hmm. a lot of medications for migraines actually include caffeine because it's supposed to constrict your blood vessels. Uh, and that's why they recommend taking caffeine or drinking like Dr. Pepper or something like that for migraines, but they advise against it for headaches. Because are they, headaches are they brand are the specific opposite. like that? <laughs> no, yes. Uh, no um, Dr. Thunder here. Doctors, <laughs> none, nine out of 10 doctors prefer Dr. Pepper. Uh, what if I only have Big K? <laughs> it's the only uh, thing I mean, available to me. That's that's the one doctor was like, you know what? You can do generic. It, it's okay. You don't have to get a specific brand. I only drink uh, Big Red. Ooh. Well, I mean, you kind of deserve that headache in the first place. Indeed. Yes, a fine point. <laughs> I also like that the two of you are reasoning things out and using logic, and I'm just making fetus jokes. So, Well, John's not I here, mean, so somebody's got to do it. I'm, I'm trying to We're, compensate. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're like, if I just lower my IQ enough, then maybe I can tap into that market. Uh, <laughs> I love you, John. But <laughs> I've no, taken up no, the I market share <laughs> in being uh, sophomoric on this podcast. Hooray! Uh, though I that. have to say, uh, I'm I'm giving you about a B so far because yeah, you did have a cum joke. You haven't done a shit joke yet. Yeah. Well, uh, Michael, how about you show me how them tits fart? Okay, thank you. Uh, nice. So you can kind of see why, based off of these previous treatments, uh, in 1938, a man by the name of Dr. Albert Hoffman at the Sandoz Laboratories in Basel, Switzerland, uh, only a couple hundred miles away from Point Saint Esprit, uh, <laughs> developed lysergic acid diethylamide, or LSD, from chemicals found in ergot. 
Yes. Uh, LSD was actually synthesized from ergot, which I found absolutely fascinating. <sighs> being, being the mad scientist he was, upon synthesizing the drug, he immediately tried it and went on the first acid trip. Like you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can verify some of this because there is a, a, a tool song called Blame Hoffman. So I'm prepared for this. Wait, really? Mm-hmm. Huh. That's fascinating. I, I did not know that. Uh, so, Dr. Albert Hoffman, uh, the expert on LSD and the hallucinogenic effects of ergot, uh, lent his expertise to the town poisoning. He actually was summoned to help give his, like, to diagnose and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He actually refuted any claim that the tragedy was ergot or LSD. Uh, granted, he created LSD, so he wasn't really impartial on that ruling. Uh <laughs> Uh, still, though, he wasn't the only person to cast doubt on ergotism as for the cause of the madness. Uh, in 2008, a distinguished French historian, uh, Stephen Kaplan, published a 1,000... Yeah, wh- Stephen? Stephen. <laughs> Stephen. Did I say Stephen? Like Did I butcher it Stevelin. that bad? Oh, I'm sorry. No, Stephen. No, normal, normal Steve. Hello, even. my name is uh, Stevelin. I am here to address your rap problem. I am the distinguished French historian, Stevelin Caplan. <laughs> Baguette. I, I, I'm done with this bit. <laughs> your eyes, your whiskers. I want to kiss you. <laughs> anyway, this Stephen. Kaplan published a 1,124-page book on the history of bread in France called, and this, I guess I got to bring back the bit one more time, Les Pommes Mondes, Retour sur la France des années oublées, 1945 to 1958. Quoi? Or in English, Cursed Bread, Returning to the Forgotten Year in France. 1945 to 1958. A.K.A. why France has outlawed all wheat and wheat byproducts. <laughs> the first half is about the bread industry and the history of bread in France going back to the Middle Ages. Uh, the second half covers the forgotten years of the villagers of Pont Saint-Esprit, uh, the ones affected by the hallucinations. I'm sorry, I, I'm tickled pink every time I say it, so I, I'm just going to keep going with that. Qu'est-ce que le Okay. Uh, he, <laughs> he interviews many of the survivors of the tragedy and goes into detail about how it couldn't have been ergot poisoning mm. since it would have been much more widespread since multiple bakers received the same tainted flour that Briand had received. Uh, he even mentions a second potential theory that was floated around at the time that the village was poisoned by mercury... In, that was found in a pesticide. Uh, this book, which was written over the course of 35 years... Holy crap. ...ended without a clear answer as to what caused this mass madness. Which, which because if you think about it, it happened in 1951. Mm-hmm. His book came out in 2008. So we're talking I mean, about yeah. a 57-year There's a decent difference. amount of research in there. Yeah. Yeah, and especially if he wanted to interview the the people that were alive at the time, most of them, if he were interviewing around the time the book was published, they would be probably either dead or really, really close to being so. Or Um, chained to their bed again. 
<laughs> or change their bed again for other reasons. Uh, yeah. And so even after all this research, after over a thousand pages, he couldn't get to a clear consensus as to what actually caused this. Uh, a year later, in 2009, we get a second breakthrough by the American investigative journalist that I mentioned before, uh, Hank Abarelli Jr., who published the 900-page book, uh, A Terrible Mistake, which was in all caps, uh, The Murder of Frank Olson and the CIA's Secret Old War Experiments, which seems about a quite a different... Uh, different approach to it it's a hot say, take. let's uh let's establish when the cia was established well uh, in 2009 their secret old war experiments oh they're time traveling again <laughs> yes yeah Good. the old war You've oh never mother heard of the horse eyes is back i'm i'm glad <laughs> i was so ready for this i actually thought that this was funny be- uh that it was funny that i originally heard about it and heard about the ergot poisoning everything and then at the end of the original place where i heard this story then it went into cia and and lsd poisoning and all these other things i'm like holy shit this is like a fake this is like a real life mother horse eyes it's all connected (laughs) everything's connected uh let's see here in it uh explains how the poisoning was in fact lsd and that it was an experiment by the cia specifically under a project that i don't think we've mentioned on the podcast before uh, have you all heard about Project MK Ultra? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Most certainly we have. Strangely enough. On so many bizarre. occasions, laddie. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to go into detail about MK Ultra because that itself would be a multi part episode. And I. Stronger men can try that. Stronger anyone. Stronger. Any, everyone can try it. I won't. Uh, Did you just assume my gender? He just assumed I was too dumb to do it. <laughs> That's God why damn. I corrected myself. I was mainly hoping Shane would do it. But <laughs> if you want to do a three-parter, four-parter, I don't know, ten-parter on, on MK Ultra Courtney, by all means. I don't Joke's hate our on listeners. You. Why would I? That's fair. I already have an episode prepared on Pulse Ultra. <laughs> I Someone's going to get that joke. You're fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, to... Su- <laughs> Uh, to summarize as quickly as possible, because I want to explain how it got tied up in the French in in Ponce Esprit. Well, they changed uh, it to the bed, obviously. Uh, to summarize as quickly as possible, MK Ultra was a CIA program that began in the fifties and went through the sixties. Known as the Mind Control Program, LSD and other substances were tested on both volunteers and unwitting subjects. Uh, LSD testing was one of the major parts of the project, as the CIA believed LSD could be used as a psychological weapon in the Cold War. And we have talked I, about the derivatives of this when we were talking about the Stargate project, which is still one of the uh, early episodes that uh, got grand acclaim on YouTube for no good reason other than I'm <laughs> sure there's not a lot of folks talking about it. And they go, oh, Stargate? Were we traveling Probably, to yeah. other worlds? And then, yeah, ten minutes later, they're like, who are these chuckle fucks? <laughs> that or like, oh, this person has like a deep investigative because disinformed. Yes. Oh, they probably know all about the conspiracy of Stargate, and they're like, wait, they're making they're are they making fun of me? Are they making fun of me as a conspiracy theorist? All right, I'm clicking out. Uh, the only way the CIA 
or really anyone at the time, could get their hands on LSD was from Sandoz Laboratories. Uh, and so, a business relationship began between the CIA and Sandoz Laboratories. I love that you've gone, you know, Dexter over here. <laughs> Sandoz Laboratories! <laughs> or laboratories to everybody else. <laughs> You're or, fine. Or Lab. No, some some <laughs> folks do have uh, because I think we've talked about this. I'll give myself shit on top of giving you shit. And how's this for turning tales? <laughs> My how's it turn tables? Uh, <laughs> I still say advertisement, which is not American pronunciation <laughs> at all. That is very British. So some of us just you know have preferences, and yours is laboratory, and I I applaud that. I also say aluminium. It's a good Indeed. one. You're a sophisticant. Yeah. I've always said And Arkansas. <laughs> Mainly because people that are from there get up like people get upset when I call it that. Oh, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. No, Arkansas. Not there. Does it end with a W? No. <laughs> Arkansas. Anyway, uh according to Abarelli's book, the website of the US Justice Department states that in the Erti Erti in the early <laughs> in that early life. Uh, in the early 1950s, the Sandoz Chemical Company went so far as to extol LSD as a potential secret weapon of chemical warfare. Its main selling point was that a small amount added to the drinking water or sprayed into the air could make a whole army of soldiers disoriented, psychotic, and thus incapable of fighting. Indeed, a CIA memo from 1954 reports a CIA agent's conversation with a representative from Sandoz who reputedly stated the Point Saint Esprit secret is that it was not the bread at all. It was not grain ergot. The nail on the coffin, if there needed to be one, I, I, it's nail in the coffin. Why did I write nail on the coffin? It's literally just someone put a nail on the coffin and called it done. The nail in the coffin, Dan. if there needed to be one, was a CIA document labeled R.E., or in regards to, uh, Point Saint Esprit and F. Olson files, S.O. Spain, France, Operation File, inclusive Olson. Essentially, uh, or Intel files, hand carry to Bellin, tell him to see to it that these are buried. Essentially, this was a whole paper, a whole document that was labeled about the town and referencing Frank Olson, who was a U.S. biological warfare scientist, who dealt with LSD a lot, and he mm-hmm. was actually dosed with LSD, um, I think it was nine or so days before he allegedly committed suicide by jumping out of a window in Manhattan. Did it say deliver to Bellend? Is that what you were saying? Bellin. So David okay. Bellin was the executive director of the Rockefeller Commission that was created in 1975 to investigate CIA's activities within the U.S., uh, the commission actually was what uh, publicized MK Ultra. Okay. Uh, and the experiments that were within it. Gonna say because so, the uh, the British idiom for a bell end is uh, reasonable, no, given no. the context of this. Bell end. Yes, I'm with you. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Uh, this file, whilst while containing major redactions, outlines a possible plan of poisoning a shipment of flour with LSD and how it could easily be blamed on ergot poisoning. It even described working with the French government to cover up any action on their part and to call in employees from Sandoz to give ergot poisoning more credibility. Hmm. 
Even with this bombshell, there still isn't complete agreement on what really happened to the townspeople of Pont-Saint-Esprit. The first author, Stephen Kaplan, later on after this book was published, discounted any LSD involvement, even with the file as proof, uh, claiming that the symptoms experienced by the townspeople didn't line up with the effects of LSD. Uh, He gives several reasons for this, including... Uh, the act of cooking would denature the LSD molecule, making it not useful. It it, it would inert. pretty much inert. Yes, mm. yes. Um, since all those who either investigated or instigated the whole debacle are long dead, uh, it seems that we might not ever learn the truth about the town that went mad. It's a cover-up. And that is my uh my topic. <laughs> Yeah, that is, that is the end. Well, that was delightful. It was great. Uh, Any lies? I was going to say, um, because it is too on the nose, is the book about the MK Ultra involvement contrived? No, that is all okay. true. That there was and, a and book th- those documents by... from the CIA also existed. The document... That that I listed, that was labeled, existed, yes. And then okay. also the memo. And the redactions yeah, the... and all that. Am, am, <laughs> I, am I dovetailing? Ah, okay. I'm yes-anding myself into finding something. I'm sorry. Yeah, we'll, no, it's we'll fine. Back. I'm like, I can say it, but I have to be so roundabout that you would have just said, oh, okay. Uh, the file exists. The title exists, but that's all that exists. Okay. The whole the the ti- the file is completely blank. Only the <laughs> label for it remained. Okay. Um, yeah, I added that lie in there because Stephen Kaplan discounted the fact that dosing flour with LSD when it makes sense. Yeah. Because the act of baking it would denature right. the molecule. Yes. I but I also as I ask because I have seen CIA files and when they are redacted. A lot of the verbiage utilized makes it very difficult for you to glean any real sense <laughs> of a thorough thread of plot. So it's not yeah. something where there's a narrative thread you can very easily follow because of many of the redactions. So I was like, if it was redacted that strongly, I don't think you could have gleaned that they're specifically going, yeah, we're going to go to France and we can make it look like this. I admit, Those are the things you would probably black out. Yeah, yeah. Even if it was like, let's say hypothetically we did that, like even yes. that stuff would be redacted. It's yeah. like the O.J. Simpson book, if I did it. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the major damning aspects of it was that it was written on the label to carry to Bellin and see to it that these are buried. Uh, since he was the executive director of the commission that publicized MK Ultra and made it pretty much delved into to see what the CIA was doing within mm-hmm. U.S. soil, uh, it makes it very suspect. It was already thought that Bellin w- had ties to the CIA, and he allowed a lot of stuff to get past him okay. of sorts. Uh, and so that is that is the only kind of clue that there was any sort of CIA involvement with uh, the this whole incident. Uh, it is true that there is not a complete census, Um one of the books, I didn't write about this, but there was a book that had been published by a, a third person that came out in 2018 that mentioned, it actually uh, detailed, uh, it gave more detail at, onto the French uh, authority side, okay. where there was a lot of railroading 
uh, and pretty much preventing other people from doing their own investigation into it, hmm. uh, which was really fascinating. Uh, one of the articles I had read, um, the author of the article actually went to the town and interviewed the couple of people that were still alive. It was mainly just children uh, that were alive at the time or children of the people that experienced the whole mess. Which is, uh, as we learned from the Elizabeth Bathory episode, not necessarily always the most reliable storytelling if you're going yeah. for things that were more of like common discussions in the town at the time. Mm -hmm. And they were aware of a lot of the outside press of the whole thing. They yeah. were aware of both of the, the two main books, the Kaplan book that was published and the Avarelli book that was published, but they weren't aware of any French involvement at the time. And a lot of them, or the French authority involvement uh, that was uh, released in the third book. And they pretty much, uh, they didn't really discount it, but a lot of them said, well, back then the French government didn't really care much about small towns. Okay. And so they kind of just like waved the whole thing off. They're like, ah, it's, it's probably this. I, I'd even give a stereotypical accent for that. Oh, no. uh, they, they probably just waved it off and said, it's probably just this sort of thing. Cause everyone's crazy. If, if there's a mass hallucination, it's probably ergot poisoning. Um, if you hear about a lot of the strange cases where people like one of my favorite things, this occurred in like Denmark in like, I think the 1600s, a whole, like a couple people just started dancing one day and mm -hmm. like a town square. And it just spread to where there were several hundred people just dancing until they collapsed from exhaustion, woke up and then kept dancing. <laughs> uh, and a lot of people blame. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I forgot it's, exactly. it's called it's dance fever. Dancing. Yeah. I've listened yeah, exactly. to the song. It's delightful. Saturday night. Mm hmm. Um, but they did more than just one Saturday night. I think they, I think it was, I think it lasted for like a couple months or mm -hmm. something like that. But, um, a lot of people blame that on ergot poisoning because that's the only real, like kind of, um, fungus okay. or anything that's native to Europe that I, uh, would cause these sort of mass hallucinations. I thought that was actually boogie fever is what they attributed it to. If I remember You're correctly. right. Well, that's what led the town to ban dancing. <laughs> oh, I see. All right. Mm -hmm. So Footloose was filmed there. <laughs> that actually is a true story based on foot. foot yes, yes. They they, uh -huh. uh, they modernized it because it was back in the 1600s. But other than that, yeah, everything draws back to Kevin Bacon. Why am <laughs> he I was not actually shocked? Alive at that time too. <laughs> yes, he was. He was. Uh, he was all 87 years old at the time. So any uh, any other any other stats? Courtney, do you have anything? Um, you mentioned two hallucinations that I'm kind of like iffy on. So you said man eating tigers was one of them. Was that true? That is true. There was a, a small girl that believed she was being chased by man-eating tigers, which sounds absolutely just terrible and traumatizing. Okay. And then you had also mentioned, um, like, a couple chasing each other around with knives. That's just a regular, like, Thursday over here. So I was curious if that was a lie. That is true. But I also thought that that was a little bit weird that, that like, you had people hallucinating snakes. You had, you know, X, Y, Z. And then you had a... a, a Husband and wife just chasing each other with knives. I I'm mean, like, it's fairly well documented that the the French will flee from combat at little provocation. So, I mean, if they were both just trying to run away from each other in the wrong direction and they <laughs> see the knife, they're just going to keep doing this for a while. So they yeah, just they sense. just forgot to drop their knives, and so they kept turning around and seeing their uh, other their significant other chasing them with a knife or what they thought, and so they just kept running in circles. Yeah, no, those are true. Okay, um, you get the brie. Yeah. No, you get the brie. <laughs> <laughs> Sacre bleu. 
Okay, sorry. Sakura I, I, I blue don't cheese, think I, I think, is the... Yeah. Exactly. Um, okay. One more. One more game. All righty. Uh, uh, the gentleman who attempted to throw himself out of the window and just ran into the glass and knocked himself unconscious. Is that a lie? Uh, part of it is, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, he spent time in a coma. They never specified how he got into the coma, and okay. so I made up the story about how he did that. All right. It was, uh, it was I, funny I, enough where I was just like, yeah, this has got to be creative. Yeah. Uh, he, I presume it was a medically induced in, uh, a coma, but it didn't specify. So I'm like, you know what? What if he just tried to jump out the window because it seemed like a lot of people wanted to? And uh, the window he chose was just a little too thick. Okay, you didn't want to attribute it to fungal fugue. I I, I appreciate that about you. <laughs> yep. Okay. All right. I feel Any better. More? Thank you. Uh huh. Mm, okay. No, go for it. No. All right. So at the beginning, I mentioned Leon and how uh, he saw serpents coiling around his arms and the surrounding houses catching fire and their walls oozing green slime the oozing green slime is a lie that that makes Uh, the most sense out of any hallucinations that i've heard i've seen ghostbusters uh i was actually quoting spongebob but yeah (laughs) ghostbusters is is a good reference as well because in one episode uh, they say and the walls ooze green slime oh wait they always do that um so <laughs> when I mentioned catching fire that was my first thought. Can can I also so. say that listeners of this show in particular given my sort of complete reliance on Ghostbusters to get me through lies <laughs> the new Ghostbusters film is being released this Friday which was last Friday for those of you listening to the show uh and that is my birthday. So coincidence? I think not. Dan Aykroyd knew that it's me alone he's marketing to. My fervor for him and his projects is finally willing out. And so thank you, Dan. This show is is actually sponsored by Ghostbusters Afterlife, de- debuting November 19th. So if you, if you all haven't seen it already, you need to go out and catch it. It's a marvelous film. Very inventive. And even though there's no Spangler, and uh, I got to watch Ernie Hudson get buffaloed by every interviewer who just talks to Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd and never says anything to Ernie Hudson. Uh, I'm I'm upset, but, you know, what are we going to do? Anywho, thank you for letting me divert for a moment, but I, I chuckled <laughs> well, at that. I was like, oh, it's they're celebrating my birthday with me. They know I'm the Uber fan. Pivot. It has to be done. <laughs> yes, yeah, of yes. course. Okay, so green slime. Uh, let's see. You got the self-inflicted coma because the glass was not uh, it was too thick. It had it was three C's and not two C's. <laughs> yeah, it's dummy thick. Well done. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, you caught the tachycardia. Uh, you caught the bees and their goddamn honey. Uh, let's see here. Ah, okay, so this one is mainly for Shane, because I know uh, he really enjoyed the game Sekiro. Damn it. (laughs) So I mentioned Urgot is a complex fungus showing on bluegrass, foxtail, snapseed. Son of a bitch. (laughs) barley, oats, and especially rye. I got so hung up on bluegrass that I didn't even hear it. I got, I got, I sweated bullets for a second when you're like, wait, is this bullshit? And you said bluegrass. I'm like, <laughs> so yeah, for, for those unaware, Snapseed is an item in Sekiro, and I chose it specifically because it is used to dispel illusions. Mm-hmm. Uh, considering that a lot of people are hallucinating 
it made sense to put in something that dispelled illusions. Well done. That's a good one. I'm very pleased. So uh, another one that you missed. So I mentioned Albert Hoffman developed LSD. He didn't immediately try the drug upon synthesizing. Oh, well. (laughs) Pussy. He didn't want to wait for human trials. No, he's like. How prudent. Man, this should this should make me trip balls. Just immediately. I should no, also he... say uh, the song title. I misspoke earlier. I'll self correct so that you don't have to do an editor's note later on. <laughs> um, the the song I believe is called Rosetta Stoned, and then in parenthetical it says Blame Hoffman. So gotcha. It's okay, it's a glorious okay. song. It's a lot of fun. Hmm. Uh, so he didn't discover the drug's hallucinogenic effects until 1943. So a good five years after he synthesized. LSD. He accidentally ingested a small amount of it. I don't know how he did. I don't know what occurred there, but he accidentally ingested a small amount. So I'm um, I'm licking some powder off my wife's thigh last night, and uh, and realized, oh, this this wasn't cocaine. This was LSD. Suddenly, there were snakes crawling down her thighs, and I felt like my stomach was on fire. <laughs> uh, so three days after accidentally ingesting it. On April 19th, he purposefully took a larger dose as he rode home on his bike, which is actually, for all the LSD users out there, uh, why April 19th is celebrated as Bicycle Day, (laughs) which I thought was such a bizarre thing. That's hilarious. I mean, yeah. Apparently, he's like, you know what? That trip wasn't that bad. And then he's like, I'm riding home on my bike. Let's trip on some acid. And, uh... Yeah, April 19th. Happy Bicycle Day, everyone. It just makes me envision Andy Dufresne standing in the rain at the end of Shawshank Redemption. (laughs) Just seeing the arms spread to the air as he's riding a bicycle. (laughs) And he promptly falls off of it. But at least he doesn't think everything's on fire and that he's shrinking. And he's not coated in human waste, and that's important. That is also a good point. And then you got the last lie about uh, the file having... Major redactions instead of the whole thing just being deleted. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you done good, lives. kid. That was uh, that was very entertaining. I was so excited to write this. <laughs> I wrote most of it in an afternoon uh, because I just had a. I just got really excited to write about it because it's so. Cases like this are just like so on the outside periphery of just like normal things. Like mm-hmm. it's not every day that. A whole town collectively loses its shit. Yeah, it's not and a then, common occurrence. Yeah, and then it turns out that there might have been dosing by of LSD by the CIA. <laughs> and it's like, you know what? Whether or not it's a conspiracy theory or not, I like this so much that why the fuck not? I'll believe it. I'm going to say that for shits and giggles, I believe that it was a CIA cover-up. Because why not? <laughs> it's not like it changes anything. Certainly not. It's gravy for the brain. Yeah, exactly. Within your but, research, yeah. did you like read anything about them like testing the water nearby or like anything else? Like, they, or they were just like, "Nah, it's got to be this one thing." Well, the water remembered. Exactly. Well, they could have tested it today, and it would have remembered. Exactly, because, it would you know. know. You have one little molecule of LSD, and that you could fill up the whole ocean, and all of a sudden you got mega LSD. Yeah, homeopathy uh, is actually how you treat the ergot. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Ugh. But no, um, that was actually one of the reasons why uh, some people suspected a French authority involvement, 
because they didn't do all these sort of tests. Somebody poison the water hole. That's what oh, I God. was thinking. Damn it. I didn't even think of that. And oh. there's a snake in my boot. Exactly. <laughs> Woody is based off the... It all makes sense now. This was so, like yeah, Woody's on LSD. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. No, Um. there was no real investigation based off of what I had read. And I and I could be wrong. I could I might have just not found the right sources. I don't know. I I actually, how many sources do I have? I Seven. have probably fifteen. Holy crap! I I searched hard. Uh, there was also a lot of definitions. I have like one on serotonin, one on dopamine, <laughs> one on the history of LSD, uh, one on the United States Commission on CIA activities it's within yeah. the United States. Yeah, you know, like. We in want terms to inform of, like, actual, folks. Yes, that's necessary. Yeah, context Especially, is important. Yeah, because there's so many overarching threads yes. that are part of it. Like, it's one thing if it's just, I mean, I got to explain ergot, which I'm glad I did because you guys were like, what the fuck is ergot and why does he keep saying it weird? Because <laughs> um, it's spelled, just in case you weren't aware, E-R-G-O-T. Yeah, I've seen it before. Yeah. I, I just had okay. never <laughs> tried to pronounce it myself or thought of it. And because ergo is a phrase, it... And, you know, we're thinking of France <laughs> yeah. here. That would stand to reason. So that's why I was chuckling. Yeah. His Cabernet. Um, I've... <laughs> oh. <laughs> I had that oh, man, I love going to see that Cabernet. <laughs> well, that would be Cabaret, but we're... we're <laughs> oh, I honestly thought that that's what you were trying to say. No, it's the ca- Cabernet oh, the, Sauvignon. <laughs> oh, God. I had one of the special ones. And the Chablis. Oh, it's been aged since... 1951 Indeed. so i wonder if it has ergot in it or uh, <laughs> got my ass good I, I one of my sections is literally ergot to be kidding me yes yes well done well if you don't read the headings off the fans can't appreciate it michael that's true, true. uh I, I the walls are oozing green slime that's one of my favorites mm-hmm. and then uh the f- lesson was the friends we made along the way i.e the cia <laughs> what <laughs> I swear, I I love coming up with the names for these. Uh, like, I feel like I devote like ninety percent of my creative talent to that. See, now and then I, I, don't, I I write worth shit. I I feel bad for having cucked you on naming the episodes for so long. Now, if this is what brings you delight and joy, and I'm like, yeah, no, we're not doing that. I'm not publishing that. <laughs> oh no, it's only for section titles. For for names of of episodes, they're all shit. Yeah, like I I appreciate that you do that. As Courtney had to learn <laughs> at one point when we were having these discussions, is that uh, Michael does a temporary title for the episode that he puts into Podbean when we mm-hmm. upload, and then I will go in and add in the show descriptions and then change the title <laughs> most of the time. Sense. And unfortunately, at one point, I left the title that Michael had given as the temporary <laughs> title for Courtney's episode. And it published that way because I hadn't changed it. And Courtney's like, oh. did you just not give a fuck about my episode enough to change? Like, no, that was Michael being clever. Oh, was that the King Tut's tat for tit? Uh-huh. Sure was. was it that one? Okay. <laughs> and I was like, I thought it was a decent episode. Why is nobody downloading it? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, there was also something that we need to learn that, like, they could be clever, but they still should actually say what they're about. Yeah, we, we learned a lot from the course of trying that's, to make this show. Uh, that's but. that's why instead of a Whitey Mike uh, talks weed, <laughs> it's, it's, it's now a Whitey Mike one. explains Dank Kush, I believe, <laughs> was where it went. <laughs> it is now Weed War One for those looking in the archives God. here. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's definitely a learning experience but it's funny as shit yeah it gets better over time kids or at least that's what we're told definitely well thank you so, uh, as always that was a uh, delightful and yes I'll, I'll not step on your segue any further oh thank you i was like i'm so excited because john won't just immediately say shut the fuck up but uh, so how's how's everyone doing tonight especially after hearing about that like, well this is what all of the folks are so desperately craving if if we're exactly. to listen to our feedback is they want our our personal ribald tales of triumph and tragedy <laughs> so buckle in folks we got another hour to go woo wee no, but uh, all this talk of LSD reminded me of a story that I heard on a podcast called Bananas, and somebody had sent this in, and basically what had happened was this person went tubing for the first time in Florida, and they also took LSD for the first time while tubing in Florida. And so while they're going down this, like, I would imagine it's like a river or something, they came across this dude who's tripping. He saw a manatee, and, you know, manatees are very gentle creatures, so he's like, I'm going to go touch it. So he gets out of his tube and he goes and he wraps his arms around the manatee because it didn't move at all. Um, the manatee was a corpse of a manatee and he was just covered in like slimy manatee remains. So his friends who were a little more experienced with LSD pulled him out and he cried on like the banks of the river for like four hours until his trip ended and to this day, that story is probably, like, the number one reason why I will never do <laughs> LSD. Uh, that's so sad. I mean, that story feels very reminiscent of some of Michael's dating woes, <laughs> if I recall. So, I... The plot twist is, though, I'm the, I'm the dead man. It's... It me. Yeah. Tag yourself. That, that, that me. <sighs> oh, well... Tag me yourself, you coward. <laughs> Report you yourself. Won't. I'm in this story and I don't like it. Uh... Uh, otherwise, uh, I mean, otherwise happening in Florida at the time is you got people selling tickets to heaven with a baby gator in the back of their pick em up. Exactly. And then later on, they threw that, uh, threw that baby alligator through a Wendy's, right? It was a Wendy's drive through <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Florida guys... man. Do you know the reason why we hear so many funny news stories out of Florida? Because nothing else happens. So yeah, why? They have really interesting, like, reporting laws. And so, like, when crazy stuff like that happens, like, it just, like, almost automatically gets published. Whereas, like, other states, the reason you don't hear about their crazy shit is because they don't publish it because they're not required to. Huh. This is the, to steal the Smodco bit, this is their scan BC. Which is going to be something neither of you are going to... So there is a there's a Twitter channel called ScanBC where they will post all of the things happening in British Columbia in Canada. So they will tweet all of the blotter headlines from the local police oh beats. My God. Oh, of like, you know, hilarious. guy accosts Tim Horton's worker with hockey stick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> 
sounds and it's beautiful. delightful. They, this was a bit on Smodcast for a long, I haven't listened in a long time, but they would routinely, Scott and Kevin would get on and just read the headlines from Scan BC. So this is just co-opting somebody else's bit, but it was delightful. <laughs> That's it's amazing. Beautiful. And if it's not Marty Jannetty, frankly, I don't care. <laughs> True. How is Neither he? should you. I, you know, I haven't done a check-in with Marty in a good hot minute here, but uh, I'm fairly certain he still is slightly intolerant and, uh, you know, still not getting into any interesting wrestling programs at the present. Uh, I haven't seen him involved in anything for a minute. But, I try uh, one arc and now people think I covered up a murder. <sighs> Never again. I, I might have to look that up. Well, uh, if there's anything that might deserve a part two, I'm sure the the Marty Janetter, uh, Janetter, the Marty Janetti murder mystery tour might need another stop. Oh, I thought you were talking about his fans, like the Janetters or something. The like Janetters, <laughs> the Janetter Debtors, otherwise known as the Manatee Hug. Oh, God. <laughs> That's oh. actually my next band name. The Manatee so, Hug. Oh. The Manatee Hug. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> That's the first album. And with another disgusting pun, I believe it is time to end this little shit circus. But thank you all for being here. As always, it is a delight to have you. And uh, we'll, we'll see whether or not we let John come back. He, he thinks it's a possibility. but And also, I want to offer our humblest uh, thanks and our sincerest appreciation for bad artist Jesse being Woo-hoo! here to present an episode for us last week. It's a lot of fun. And if you have not seen the After Dark where we all play a rousing round of D&D, or at least our start of a campaign for a quick one shot, it uh, you need to go check it out. It is over there on the tubes of you, and it is delightful. We all had a, a very grand time, and I can tell you certainly that uh, you know my my rift bow is is just waiting to get slippy again. <laughs> Hashtag Make America Slippy Again. Oh, God. <laughs> I you that. That's a sexual revolution that I don't think we're ready for. Uh, no, we're definitely not. But well, if the walls are oozing green slime and we're hugging dead manatees, we can't help but be slippy. <sighs> There, if it's now, oozing green slime, you should go see a doctor. I'm just, I'm just saying well, that for the record. Uh, to quote John, it hasn't fallen off yet. <laughs> it, I don't. Get, yeah, we didn't did get any like rousing. Off? We're falling out. Anyway, what? sorry. Continue. Oh, what I was, was just gonna say, I. It's sad that we haven't had a rousing update on John's penis bruise. Yeah, the, the you know when Loki sucked him off too hard and <laughs> That's true. Uh, mm-hmm. he bruised the dick. I mean, he was just. Just laying there. On my I think there. that that is his new official handle going forward. Dick is uh, good old John Bruce Dick Watkins. <laughs> Limp uh, Dizkit. <laughs> I'll go with it. Okay. I'll allow it. <laughs> well, I believe that is going to wrap it up like a bruised penis for us this week here at the Disinformed Podcast. And stick around, because after this show, we may have ourselves an After Dark Bruin where Michael and I show Courtney Nicolas Cage fighting some bees. I think it's going to be worth it to have a payoff for Courtney's own joke, who assailed Michael with the bees previously. So if you want to watch a little torture, come join us on Wednesdays on the Tubes of View. And of course, if you dig what you're hearing here, please do a little rate and review on your preferred podcast provider app. Every little bit helps, as Michael will attest. 
And naturally, we do have the link tree below here in your show notes as you're listening. If you want to follow us on any of our socials, see the Dark Lord's work that Courtney's doing over on the TikToks and all of our other nonsense that we post routinely. But uh, for the Disinformed Podcast this week, I'm Shane. I'm Michael. I'm Courtney. I gave a pause. I gave a pause. I'm about to pause you. And zippity zoop, we're out of here. I need more enthusiasm. Fine, fine, fine. fine. You can't. You Do can't it in a French coin accent. a phrase. Oh. oh. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, you cannot coin the parting phrase and then like lackadaisically like oh, zippity zoop, we're out of here. Squidward, you don't get to do this. So, yes, give me your, your best, you know, Cal Mitchell here. Oh, zippity zoop, we're out of here. <laughs> so <funny>. What? <laughs> I couldn't do it. I can't do accents. It's a bad, that's a shit. bad Bronx. Not, oh, man. <laughs> Welcome to Oboken. You'll never be happier to die. Welcome to Oboken. Zippity zoop, we're out of here. <laughs> Zip out the zoop, well out of here. Whee!